podcast hosted by Bobby Enright. Welcome guys to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Enright. On today's show we're going we're gonna to do a deep dive into part two um, of this series where last week we spoke about building the perfect body and how you have to kind of get your mindset around what you need to do in the gym in terms of your weight training and some of the most important variables when it comes to building the, the, the desired body you want to be to put on um, some lean tissue, to lose body fat, just to recomp, just to feel better. Um, so if you've been going to the gym, definitely guys listen to part one and that will give you a kind of an overview of what you should be thinking and what you should be kind of implying in your training and kind of structurally setting up your training when it comes to the gym setting. Now we're going to move to part two, which is probably one of the most important variables when it comes to body composition. Uh, you want to manipulate body composition. So you want to um, uh, lose body fat. You want to feel better. You want to get leaner. You just want to be healthier. So nutrition plays a pivotal role in this. And, and I suppose what we need to start is, what we need to think about is how can we get it right? How can we start? Where do we start? So I'm going to break it down very, very simply for you. Give you a couple of real, real good, strong tips that you can employ straight away. And you can start to think about your own nutrition and make positive change. So where should you start? Where you should start is what you are consuming. What I would do is I would get a piece of paper. I would write out your full food diary. Now, this is for yourself. If it's a coach you're dealing with, the coach will obviously ask you for this. But I would write out exactly what you're eating. So the first thing you should do is write out exactly what you eat for breakfast, uh, lunch, dinner. How many times a day did you eat? Do you eat snacks in between? Yes or no? So once you've everything down on paper, then you can start to analyze. Okay, where do I start here? Okay, so the first thing I would say to you is, what is your protein um, sources coming into your diet from? What are they coming from? So is it dairy? Is it meats? Is it fish? Is it is it a lot of vegetables? Are you getting protein sources from, from non-protein sources like vegetables, like um, uh, nuts, beans, all that kind of stuff? Are you getting um, trace proteins from other sources? So first thing you need to figure out is to make it nice and simple. Where are my protein sources coming from? And am I having protein in each meal? Now, if you don't know what protein is, then you get on the internet and you search protein dense foods. Then you look at, am I implementing any of these foods in any of my diet? My diet. Say you get up in the morning and you always have cereal for breakfast and you have a little bit of milk. Okay, there's protein in milk. So you're getting a little bit of protein there, but not a huge amount. Then you move to your normal lunchtime. You have a sandwich. You put a little bit of meat in it. You put a bit of fish in it, whatever it may be. You're getting some protein there. Okay, good. That's one box ticked. At least you're getting some protein there. Next thing you move to dinner and you do exactly the same thing. So now you need to look at it. Once you have your kind of proteins uh, figured out what you're currently intaking, now you need to look at ways to increase it a little bit. So you look at portions. So for mainly portion control, females, you can run off a very simple matrix of just one palm-sized portion of protein per main meal. Men, two palm-sized size portions of protein per main meal. That's the simplest form to think about. Now, when it comes to breakfast, you're the person that has that cereal for breakfast. Maybe you might look at changing that out a little bit. Maybe you might look at adding in maybe some uh, natural yogurt, some fruit, um, a little bit of... Um, peanut butter 
and that will give you a higher percentage of protein. It will also give you uh, fruit to start out your day, which is fiber and carbohydrates, which is really, really good for you. And you're adding a bit of peanut butter to give you a bit of fats and a bit of protein as well. So that meal, by just changing that, changes the complete profile of what you're taking in. Now, you might hate that meal. You might say, I want to stick with something like a cereal. So then maybe you might go for an option is you stick to your cereal, but you might add in a supplement like a protein shake that will have one scoop, will have the required amount of protein you need for that meal. So that's a very simple thing. You might change it to having some eggs in the morning, which are going to be fat and protein based. So you might have that in the morning and you might have um, that for breakfast. So now you've changed the profile of what you're doing. You do the same thought process when it comes to lunch. If you always go to lunch and you'd have something like, we'll say a ham sandwich or you have a, a tuna wrap or something like that, you just look at the amount you're eating and the quality of the protein that's coming in. If you always go to the deli and you get ham, for instance, maybe next time you go to the deli, you're going to choose chicken breast, which is going to give you a more a more bang for your buck in terms of the amount of protein you're going to get from it. Plus, it's a very, very high leucine based food. And just a quick one on, on protein. One of our main amino acids for building lean tissue, improving lean body mass is going to be leucine. So we need to go for uh, protein sources like animal products, like fish products that are going to have high leucine content. They're going to be complete proteins. They're going to give us the full spectrum of amino acids. So maybe changing out that that deli style ham for a, a breast of chicken in your wrap is, is, is completely changing the meal for you and giving you more substance within that meal. And then you go for the same process during the dinner. That's where you start when you talk about protein. Now, if we are a vegetarian or a vegan, we need to look at where we're getting our protein sources from. We're probably going to lack a lot of high leucine foods, so we might have to look at some supplementation there. You're going to have a diverse diet from lentils and plant-based and all that kind of stuff, and you're going to get protein there. Don't get me wrong, you absolutely will. But you just maybe need to look at outsourcing a little bit, maybe from branched chain amino acids or maybe taking in some form of supplementation through maybe a protein shake, a vegan based shake. That's going to give you your required amount of amino acids in each uh, or say it, per day. So you're getting a, like a high leucine hit. Um, so that's something you could you could absolutely do. And you could maybe put in some branched chain amino acids to your water as you drink through the day. And that will just keep you topped up in that amino acids pool, pool which is really important. So that's where I would say go with guys with your first thought. You're writing down your food plan of what you're currently eating. Then you're looking at, okay, what can I change here? What Where can I add some protein? Next, you look at your fat sources. When you're getting fat in your diet. So are your fats coming in off lot? When you look at your diary from saturated fats, think dairy products. Um, will have a lot of saturated fat now you can again you need to do a bit of research here you have to take responsibility for your own nutrition you need to get on the internet and understand these things if you've got a coach you ask your coach what what, what am i intaking in my diet is it poly mono or unsaturated or saturated fats if you're taking in an awful lot of like margarines oils and all that kind of stuff saturated fat based um we want to pull back on that a little bit we want to get um, we want to get our essential fatty acids in. We want to get poly and mono and saturated fats in. So we need to start looking at adding eggs to our diet, adding fatty fish to our diet, adding um, nuts and butters to our diet. What I mean by butters now is I mean peanut butter, almond butter, hazelnut butter, these kind of things. Adding in oils like almond oil, avocado oil, um, 
olive oil very 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 good sources of of fat so we can start to look at okay if we don't have any fat for breakfast we might have added in a bit of peanut butter like we said we'd have in that yogurt based breakfast at lunchtime we might add in a bit maybe maybe a bit of cheese there we might put a bit of avocado in there some very very good high source fats high quality fat sources then for dinner we might go for a bit maybe a fattier cut of fish like a salmon a mackerel haddock something like that or we might go for a fattier cut of meat like like a steak like a sirloin steak something like that um or we might add in some source of fat like olive oil now we might start to cook our our meals in olive oil we might start to use dressings uh, with olive oil in them and this is going to give us um a good source of fat coming into our diet we know fat is really important for your hair your skin your nails the cardiovascular function uh, a cognitive function for brain function um, and also it's going to give us massive benefit in terms of our hormone balance within our body because fats play a pivotal role there so when we look at our fats, we start to look at that. Are we taking a lot of like dairy chocolate, which would have saturated fat in it? So we're trying to limit saturated fat to about 10% of our intake and the rest coming from poly, mono and unsaturated fat sources. So really important, guys, we start thinking about fat. And then we look at our diary and we look at, okay, where we are in terms of um, carbohydrates. And we look at when we, when we look to intake carbohydrates, what part of the day are we taking in carbohydrates and what type of carbohydrates are we intaking? And that's very, very simple to figure out because again, you need to look at doing your research and saying, okay, am I taking in very high glycemic carbohydrates? Say, for instance, in the morning, like cereal, that would have a very high sugar content. And that what's that going to do? It's going to drive our blood sugars. And what's going to happen? It's going to drop down very, very quickly again. And then you're going to find that dip in energy in mid-morning and then hunger is going to start to kick in and you're going to crave more foods. So the thing also with driving carbohydrates in in the morning is if you're not training in the morning you're not as busy maybe you're sedentary in your job you're seated you're driving in an awful lot of carbohydrates and remember carbs are a first source of energy the body doesn't store carbohydrates well as as, as what i mean by that is in terms of body fat it stores it well as energy within the muscle cell and liver so what we need to do when we put carbs in it's stored there to be used as energy so if you're continuously driving in carbohydrates when you're when you're sedentary and you're not that active you're going to feel lethargic you're going to get spikes in blood sugar and you're going to feel these cravings as you move through mid-morning so what we want to do is we want to put carbohydrates that are higher glycemic load higher sugar content if you really love that cereal post-workout would be brilliant pre-workout were brilliant when you get a spike in energy a spike in blood sugars and then you're going and utilizing that spike going into your training session or after your training session to aid recovery so this is really, really important. So what we have to think about is what are our carbohydrate sources coming from? And then when you look at your carb sources, are they higher glycemic or, or lower glycemic? And then are is there any fiber in these in, in, in these um, carbohydrates? And again, fiber, fibrous carbohydrates are going to slow down that spike in blood sugars. So we go for wholemeal sources of carbohydrates where we can. And that's really, really important where you position these. And like I said, if you're going for a wholemeal, so you're having eggs and toast for breakfast, you're getting a wholemeal toast, you're having a couple of eggs, fantastic breakfast. It's going to be some carbohydrates, which are going to be lower glycemic. They're going to slow that blood sugar rise. You're going to have also fat there, which is going to slow that blood sugar rise. Again, fat takes longer to digest than carbohydrates. And you're going to have a protein hit as well from the egg. So perfect breakfast to start out. You're not going to get that spike in blood sugars. You're going to feel very, very good cognitive function. You're going to feel energetic. You're not going to feel sluggish. Again, when you look at carbs, you, you can eat any carbs you like. There's no, there's no such thing as you can't eat a certain food. You just need to understand your foods that you're intaking for you. Um, 
what are your carbohydrate source they coming from potatoes white potato uh, sweet potato white rice brown rice basmati rice um pilo rice whatever type of rice you like egg noodles fresh pasta all these sources breads wholemeal breads um oats fruits vegetables all are carbohydrate sources so we can place these carbohydrate sources as we need them throughout the day so you need just to look at where you place your carbohydrates and then start to partition the higher glycemic carbohydrates around the busier times of days and just take less carbohydrates in on the less busier time of days when you're more sedentary and you're doing maybe your work at your computer so the likes of fruits and vegetables and stuff like that are very very good to utilize around quieter times and then we go to our higher glycemic load carbohydrates when we're more active and we're, we're around that training window. So really, really important. Now, we spoke about fiber there, and fiber is really important for good digestive health. It Remember, when we eat a meal, our body should be able to break that meal down, store what's needed, utilize what's needed, and get rid of waste products. And that's where good digestive good bowel movement comes in so fiber is really important for your, your, your again your digestive health and also you want to make sure that you have fiber in there for bowel movement obviously you want regular bowel movements per day that you can say yeah i roughly go to the toilet each day at same roughly times to know you're regular in what you do and when it comes to fiber again fibrous veg fibrous carbohydrate sources are going to control blood sugars as well so really really important there's a satiation factor when it comes to higher fiber foods meaning the body needs a little bit more time to break them down hence you're going to be fuller for longer that's the same when you add a certain amount of protein to your body your body takes time to break protein down hence you're fuller for longer so these are really important that fiber is within your diet and we're going to be looking at getting our micronutrients in and our high fiber intakes in from vegetables and fruits so making sure guys that when you look at your food diaries you've written out for yourself how much vegetables you actually take in, in a day and is there is there any diversity there how much fruit do you have in a day and is, is there any diversity there if you're not in taking any fruit or you're not taking much vegetables straight away there's a red flag for yourself and you say right now that's something i can definitely change and work towards and again you're just self-analyzing your own food then you look at the likes of your alcohol intake how much alcohol are you taking per week so a couple of units alcohol absolutely no problem no real negative effects but then when we take in a, a higher amount of units per week think of one unit being a drink for instance a drink size so you're taking in five six seven glasses of wine per week then you're saying to yourself okay that is going to negatively affect my goal of body composition because again the body doesn't it doesn't utilize alcohol very well it, it, it is an energy source there's calories there so it gives that body a little bit of energy but the problem is when we intake a lot of a lot of alcohol our body has to just utilize that energy first so again a lot of the foods we're intaking with alcohol are going to be stored they're not going to be utilized metabolized and broken down the alcohol has to be metal metabolized and broken down first the body wants to get rid of it remember it's there's no real benefits to alcohol if any at all when it comes to intake so the body will just want to get rid of that energy that's stored so it's really important when we look at alcohol again we start to look at okay how much do i intake and okay, can I start to look at that? Maybe just partition it into one day where I maybe cut, cut it down in half or maybe utilize it a bit more uh, in terms of just coming to the weekend and having a night out with a couple of drinks and being able to be sensible about your drinks you're choosing and knowing how much energy you're taking from drinks um, and is really, really important. So that's how you're going to start, guys. And, I, and, I'm, and we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of figures now because I just want to make this nice and simple that you can look at it yourself and say, right, okay, 
that is where I need to start. Now, for the people who are listening to the podcast that are, are going above that level in terms of understanding and they say, right, give me some figures, give me some figures, how much calories, how many grams of each macro should I have? Just to give you a simple baseline, not to three grams of carbohydrates per pound of body weight, dependent on your goal, dependent on your amount of output. Ca- uh, protein, 1.4 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Again, this is all dependent on how active you are and the type of training you're doing. The next thing is your fat sources. I would say to you between 0.5 and 0.8 grams, uh, 0.5 to 0.8 uh, grams per kilo body weight is a perfect place to start. And again, I'd work off preference there. You, you maybe you might have a tolerant, uh, maybe a, a liking to having a little bit more fat in your diet. Like me personally, I actually like having a, a good bit of fat in my diet. I like eggs. I like um like uh fat source like dark chocolate. I like salmon. I like fattier fish. So I like to have a slightly higher fat intake, especially on the days I don't train when the requirement for carbohydrates isn't as high. Remember, we're less active. We don't need as much carbs. So I tend to push my fats a little bit higher that day because I have different types of food on that day and again when it comes to fat sources guys it's diversity protein sources diversity carbohydrate sources diversity you just look at what you're doing on a particular day i do am i training a little bit harder today do i need a little bit more carb yes put in a bit more carb if you're training less take out a little bit more carb now when it comes to calories and we're keeping this as basic as possible your current intake you first you've looked at the at the food types and then the, and the kind of where you're getting them from. You've made the few changes to protein, to carbs, to fats. All I would say to you now is eat the normal diet that you're eating, weigh yourself, take pictures, go and train. Then what you start to do is you cut back the portions a little bit. That's all you have to do. Don't worry about calories at the minute. Just cut back the portions a little bit. Then see how the body weight reacts. See how the pictures look. Every two weeks, analyze sit down look at your pictures look at the performance in the gym look at your recovery self-analyze yourself and then you can start to make changes you'll pull back a little from each meal suddenly you see your weight starting to move okay winner stay on that path until you see a stall again and make adjustments then you can also make adjustments to output you might do a little bit more cardio a little bit more steps you might do a little, little bit more volume within your training you're feeling good in the gym i'm going to do another set in that exercise so that's what you need to think. And then when you find within the training side, you feel fatigued and a little bit under-recovered, you take a deload. You take a week where you pull back the volume, you pull back the sets, your cardio, you pull that down a little bit, your calories, you might bump them up a tiny bit just for a week. Then you bring it back down to where you are, you increase your training output, and you make adjustments again accordingly as you move. So this is really important. We, we Yes, we can. There is, I, I coach many people where we're down to the literally pint gram of everything. We analyze everything, prep, stage, photo shoots, all that kind of stuff. But for general population, guys, that's where I would eagerly or would, would edge you to start. That's where I want you to start because the very much you start there, you are starting to learn about what you're intaking, not what social media tells you to intake, not what you see on TV, not what you see on Netflix documentaries that you should be eating. Look at your own diet and you know yourself, I need to be eating three to four portions of vegetables a day, think two, three cups of vegetables a day, two portions of fruit a day, just two pieces of fruit per day. Um, I need to be getting in protein with each meal, so I'm going to do that. I need to be putting carbohydrates more when I train and less when I don't train. I need to be putting fats throughout the day and getting them from different sources. Um, and this is all you need to think. Fiber needs to come in from your vegetables, your fruits, and your wholemeal breads. 
and all that hormone sources of carbohydrates. And again, your water intake, you know you need to hydrate the body. We know the body is made of between 65 and 75% water. So how important is water? Every time we eat it, one gram of carbohydrate, our body needs water to put that into cell. It pulls water up to three grams into cell. So our muscles and our and our, our muscle tissues are made up of carbohydrates and water. So it's really, really important for function. We know if we're dehydrated, our performance drops, which then will hinder our performance in the gym and in our cardio, our aerobic work. So we need to make sure we're getting in at least a baseline of two liters. The more you sweat, add another liter. The more you sweat, add another liter. So just that's what I want you to think. And that's where the basis of nutrition is. That's the basic foundational stuff. If you get that right, it's easy to do all the macro counting and the MyFitnessPal stuff after. But if you get the basis right, then you build habits and behaviors around that that thought process and, that, and, and put actions towards changing your current diet then you will see a difference. And then you're already listening to the last podcast we did in part one and you're implementing the changes within the gym and then you're going to see real results. And consistency gets results, guys. That's the key thing. It's fine to, to say you're going to do something, but if you're not going to be consistent, you do not need to be perfect on a weekly basis. You just need to be consistent. That's what I would say to you. You do not need to be perfect. You need to be consistent. And if you are consistent, then you will see results. And that's the, that's the true key to success. So guys, hopefully that was helpful. Again, it's just a basis to give you a thought process. That's all I want to do. Give you a thought process so you can build from that and then you can start to make changes. Reach out if you're, if you're looking for coaching. Reach out if you need help in this area and you don't, you just literally are struggling with it. Then you can get a, you can get coached, you can get taught how to do this, educated how to do it, and then it's going to set you up for success for the rest of your life. So really, really important. Again, guys, I really appreciate all the feed, feedback on the podcast. It, it really, really inspires me to do more and more and more with podcasting. I have promised guests coming on here and I have them coming on. I just have tried to get um, our schedule together has been quite difficult, but that is going to happen. And in the very near future, we're going to have a lot of podcasts now with guests coming up over the next two months running up to Christmas. Um, and also, I'm, I'm, we're going to do deep dives into certain sh- subjects. So please don't be afraid to direct message me on my social media page, Right, with anything you would like to see on the podcast or just a subject matter that you'd love for me to discuss. And I would be happy to do that. You can also screenshot the podcast on your stories and uh, tag me in it and put something that you would like me to speak about and I will absolutely um, do that in for the podcast and again if you have any questions guys anything at all you need help with please reach out and I hope you're absolutely smashing your goals I hope this part one and part two just changes your thought process and puts you on that, that that road to success because I can guarantee you you will succeed if you believe in what you're doing and remember you do not have to be perfect but you need to be consistent that's the key Okay, guys, thanks a million for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host, Bobby Enright. Have a fantastic week.